You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Millions of us live with fine felines. You know, we adore them for their purrs, their expressive eyes, and their playful antics. Especially when they regard our dogs wagging tails as must-swat-at toys. Right, pet safety cat, Casey? Well, we also salute their independent nature. And we're grateful, really grateful, that we don't have to go out into the cold or rain to be their bathroom guide as we do for our dogs. We unabashedly love them. But how do our cats view us? Do you ever wish you could get into your cat's head or at least engage in a meaningful two-way conversation? Well, uh, be careful what you wish for because cats put the capital C in candid. And here to serve as their miaculous interpreter is the internationally headlining stand-up comedian and best-selling author, the one, the only, Jeremy Greenberg. Hey, welcome back to our show, Jeremy. So good to be here, Arden. Thank you so much. All right. Now, Jeremy's latest must-get book is aptly titled, you ready for it, listeners? Sorry I slept on your face. Breakup letters from kitties who like you but don't like like you. I love that title. And listeners, you're in for a real treat because Jeremy will be autographing and giving away copies to three lucky listeners. We're going to share all the details during the show. But for now, you got to sit, groom, purr, whatever you do. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Making his second appearance on our show is the witty and wonderful Jeremy Greenberg. Now, Jeremy knows dogs. Jeremy knows cats. He knows humor. And he captures their voices and thoughts, well, perfectly. He's here today to let the cat out of the bag about his latest book. It's called Sorry I Slept on Your Face. Break up letters from kitties who like you but don't like like you. The title alone, to me 
Jeremy, should make people want to buy dozens of copies for the pet lovers in their lives. That's a great title. Well, thank you very much. You know, it's the entire Sorry I series. You know, the first one, Sorry I Barfed on Your Bed, the first cat one. And then I did Sorry I Pooped on Your Shoe, which was the (laughs) dog one. And then not to let the dog out of the bag, but in spring, we have another dog coming out. Uh, Sorry, I humped your leg and letters from dogs who love too much. But Sorry I Slept on Your Face was really inspired by my taciturn cat, Uno, who I love and who is pretending he's not listening right now, but I see him right there on his bed. He's staring at me. Uno loves us, but, you know, he's just like, eh, you know, you're cool, but if there's a sunny streak across the kitchen, that's going to take top billing. So I wanted to sort of capture, I mean, we sort of love that about cats. They have an independent spirit. They're affectionate, but they choose when. I think that sort of, you know, resonates more with life. Dogs are unrealistic. Nothing is that good. Nothing is that happy. <laughs> Cats are more like, hey, man, this is life. Sometimes I'm India, sometimes I'm not. And right. I love Sounds that. like marriages, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Except, uh, you know, occasionally uh, sleeping on face can actually be more positive, I guess, in other respects. Not to go too far. Right. But, uh, right. But Uno is a sweet cat, and I just wanted to capture the fun. And really, for cat lovers, I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian and a writer, but as I've mentioned, you know, cats were very special to me, even as a child. My parents, who I loved, were insane, and the household I grew up in was was very turbulent. And my cat, Percy, my big Siamese cat, was my most stable source of affection and friendship, and he would put a smile on my face, and he would look at me, and I really deeply connected. And through that, I always knew about the healing power of animals in our lives and the relationship they could have with us. I mean, humans are complex and they can have motives that we don't always understand. Right. Uh, we always try to be the best, but the cats are sort of there. And Yeah, I, well, let's it, go back to where you were a child because you said it was turbulent. Did they live in an airplane hangar or what was going on? And yes. for many of us, you know, growing up, having that dog or that cat, it was our stabilizer, our confidence. Yes. So what was going on without upsetting well, yeah. mom or dad? <laughs> well, and trust me, they're, as a son who's a comedian, there's nothing. They just, I love them very much and they're good people, but they had a very hard time adjusting They came from Brooklyn, from the very tough hood. And my mom was actually a first-generation American. She came over on the run during World War II. She was a baby. You know, she's a baby boomer of that generation. But they did not know how to sort of acclimate. And they were yelling, and they didn't understand that, uh, you know, uh, ADHD or whatever people are going through. And it was just sort of this very, very tough environment by comparison to the shiny suburb I was growing up in in California. And part of me thinks that they moved us there so that we could be exposed to sanity. Um, <laughs> that sounds a twist on California, having lived there many years. <laughs> true. Yeah. But, well, that should just tell you how insane the other way. If you're moving to the Bay Area so you can get some normalcy, that should just tell you how wacko things were. But I really just loved the joy. I mean, I'll never forget one time my mom was, and I love her now, but she was having a very tough evening and, and my cat climbed up and uh, stuck, he hooked his claw into a steak, a full steak that was oh, no. on the grill, dragged it off the frying pan onto the floor 
And I was a kid at the table, and my mom was actually on the phone, as I recall, so she was not seeing this. I was witnessing it, and it was like my cat was giving me a gift. It's like, if you ever saw that movie Life is Beautiful, where his father is entertaining the son so he doesn't realize that they're in the middle of a war and, and that anything terrible could happen at any time. My cat was doing the same thing. He was dragging the steak across the carpet, staining everything, like messing up dinner just for my own personal enjoyment and just for <laughs> my own sense of, of relief. And so ever since then, I've always loved the antics of cats. And, uh, and with that being said, I don't want to demon. I love my parents. They're the ones who got the animals. They're very warm people. They've grown a lot. I'm actually very impressed by the development of my parents over the years. But that is sort of the linchpin of what, me, what got me tuned into animals. And even when I was beginning as a stand comedian, people asked, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I love writing about animals. I really do. And I also knew that, you know, I've got twin eight-year-old sons, Arden. I didn't want to be on the road 30, 35 weeks a year my entire life. So no. when I had the opportunity to write and capture the craziness of cats and share it with cat lovers, I, I uh, leaped at it. Okay. And, you know, this book that you wrote, Sorry I Slept on Your Face, the cat book that just came out, it's on the heels of, I love these titles. You have the best titles ever. Sorry I Barfed on Your Bed. We know, and that yes. must be a cat book. Yes, and sorry, is. I pooped in your shoe. Woof, woof, give it to the dogs. That's for the dogs. Yep. You know, but when it comes right down to the relationship cats have with us, you sort of touched upon it. In this new book, you say, sorry, I slept on your face. Use the word sorry. But I'm just wondering, are they really sorry for their candid thoughts about us? Well, the term sorry is... With all these books, we usually find that the thing they're sorry for is not the thing we'd think they were sorry for. And sorry I barfed on your bed. The cat is sorry because now he has to get up and move. Cause, <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> yeah. there's bark. Sorry I slept on your face. Sorry because now you can't breathe and you shift around. So it's always something with regard to the cat. The cat is sorry, but not in terms of any empathetic way. The cat is sorry that you disturbed his harmony or her harmony. So... Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way. And on that, I wanted to, you know, there's several cats that are portrayed in this book. Sorry, I, I slept on your face. I really have a lot of empathy, if you will. The first cat is Webster, and it's a cat who's really getting friggin' tired of you being a party animal, right? Yeah, I love Webster. You know, he's one of those cats. And this is a good example of how he's, he's sitting in a punch bowl of some sort. And <laughs> right. I just love that cats will sit in these things. And so what I do is I take that image and I sort of share some of the things we see cats do. And so that picture became one of, it reminded me actually to being in college when one of uh, my my friends had a cat. It was kind of a thing to do. They took care of the cat just fine. But so there'd be parties right? And a cat would be running in and out and looking for food as a wild kitten if it wasn't afraid of people. And so I always remembered that. And so for that one, it was, you know, I'm, I'm tired of partying with your friends was really the cat saying, you know, you had so many people over. It was so wild. It was fun. I, but after a point, you know, I can't go out. And at the end, he says, you know, I really want you to commit more to our relationship and hanging out with less with your human friends is where the cat sort of says, you know, if you want, you can see your friends the way I do staring out the front window as they walk by. We're not going to give away all your little good nuggets yes. of, uh, but you, <laughs> I got to say, Webster, I, I don't know his voice, but he says, you'll never see me inviting my feral feline friends over to sit on your couch and drink milk until they sneak into the garage to mate. Yes. 
Yes, that's the cat sort of, you know, it's a relationship at the same time. You know, your cat has a relationship with you, and we all know that there's a place for friends, but the cat's sort of putting his paw down, saying, you know, it was fun when we were younger, but, you know, I'm at the age now where I'm getting older. I want to sleep on the couch all day. I don't want to just run around. And, and yeah, so it's, so in each of these letters, I really try to find the fun little, you know, nugget. The cat is the little thought behind the cat's eye and and how he's interacting with you in those moments. Very well put. And we're going to find out a little bit more about the writing process from Jeremy and what life was like going all over this globe as a comedian after we pay for this show by taking this quick commercial break. So we'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite and Licko Chops. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Licko Chops free. New, improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E. And now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Licko Chops. Free this week at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We wear fur, and we're damn proud of it. What? And our four legs. And our tail. And we go to the bathroom outside. Well, we may not be too proud of that. (laughs) Sniff around. Then mark your spot right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Tim Conway, and this is my favorite program that you're listening to and I'm listening to right now. Arden is one of my favorites, and uh, I I never miss the show. I haven't seen it yet, but I never miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Hey, Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm happy that we have Jeremy Greenberg in the house. Real men love cats, and this dude knows what's going on in the mind of our cats and our dogs. He's written, is it nine books now on the, yes. with the theme? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. good. Hey, this is cool. Felines, nine lives. Yes. This one's going to be a major home run, I predict. People are really enjoying it so far, and it's it's thankfully been doing well my my editor really, really liked it. And it's like anything, you know, if you, if you mention the writing process, if you keep working, you keep finding new ways. The truth is anyone who writes about cats knows that they interact with us in a certain subset of behaviors. And what I always try to do is find a very fresh, original approach. And it, it takes a lot of work. But one of the things that the, the publisher is really happy about is it each of the book, there's very little repeat among the letters. You could have barfed and pooped and, and <laughs> peed and yeah. pumped and slept and all of them, and you're going to find very, very little crossover. And uh, it's just a labor of love. I, I Well, but I where try- do you do your research? You know, you're not going out to a singles bar. Are you hanging out at uh, shelters? Are you really paying attention to your friend's cat when you go for a visit i mean dogs are everywhere but where where are you getting your source of uh inspiration well i first of all i i really hang out 
I am known to when I friends, if my social anxiety kicks in, my feline anxiety usually does not. So I'm like, you guys can go talk. I'm going to play with the cat. And let me tell you something, Arden. I'm a grown man. I'm five foot nine and I do kickboxing. All right. And I'm not tough, but I don't look like uh, a weeping willow. And if I walk into a room and there's three people, I'm petrified. Where's the cat? The cat gets me. The really? Cat understands me. Yeah. And that's with stand up too. With stand up, I'm very comfortable in front of 300 people or a thousand people because I understand what's about to happen in a small social setting. I look for the cat. It's hard. It's hard to interact socially. So, <laughs> um, so part of that. And then also, I um I watch a lot of internet videos. I mean, it's very important to watch a cat climb a screen door once or twice a week. I love the one where the cat is going to sound terrible, but I thought it was hilarious. Where there was a kid walking in the snow, and a cat jumped up and knocked the kid down to play with him. Because my cat Uno, if he wants to play, he'll attack my toe. So okay. I. I just stay in tune with them. I pay very close attention. I watch the behaviors of my cats. I do go to shelters sometimes, but mm-hmm. I often don't have to. And when I traveled a lot, you mentioned my, my time on the road. When I did travel, I would visit friends' cats. I yeah, now, them. some of the places you were doing stand-up comedy, you had a, a blog. is about, you know, parenthood, I guess, right? And you have twin sons. Yes. Uh, shout out to Ben and Seth. Yeah. And a wife named Barbara. Did I do yes. that right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. No, Woo! and safe, the most safe. wonderful she <laughs> tolerates me. She could write a book about me and how to handle that. So, but anyway, yes, my, my family's wonderful and I was traveling quite a bit when my kids were younger, certainly. But you, you actually helped to write jokes for some comedians too. So I don't know, you know, maybe coming from the background you did made you really cultivate your sense of humor. Well, I knew at first that uh, it was going to be about stand-up comedy. I loved it. I mean, I I came out of college with a degree in economics, and I still like that way of understanding the world, but I always knew I wanted to do something creative and close to my heart, and I actually had a background in the technology world. I got moved up to Seattle, and I was working there, and then the dot-com thing just blew up, and, you know... uh, I decided I've got to do something, you know, more creative. And I actually, I'm not kidding. I didn't even think about stand-up comedy. I went and bought a karaoke machine and a microphone. And I went to downtown (laughs) Seattle. I stood in front of Nordstrom's. And I just started yelling funny things at people. Cars (laughs) would pull up. It was insane. It was an act of insanity. It was. I have a college degree. And I'm also going to do weird stuff like that. So it just happens. And I came home. My wife said, you're crazy. Go to a comedy club. So I went to a comedy club my first time, and it was a very tough set. I was not prepared, but I liked it. And then I started writing jokes, and before I knew it, I had I was getting booked, and I was a stand-up comic. And it was, sort of was not overly planned, but writing was a deep love of mine. I knew all ultimately everything would come back to that. I have a minor in English, and, and I, I loved animals. I went through some very tough times in my life, like a lot of animal lovers do, where I had you know, I've got a full life now and I'm very happy, but I had some real trying times where I had no one in my life except for animals, except for pets. And so it makes you a little kooky, but it also gives you a, a beautiful perspective that you get to share with other cat lovers. Being a stand-up comic, Jeremy, does somebody shepherd you? I mean, you're in front of all these people, probably half of them drunk with a microphone, and that's not much protection. So is there anything from what you've learned as a stand-up comic that has helped you become a writer that really gets into the minds of dogs and cats? Well, one of the things that's really helped is the immediate feedback. If you do a joke on stage, 
you know very quickly whether or not it worked. Or <laughs> That's true. The audience lets you know, and they let you know in a very honest way. It's a reaction. So with respect to that, it made me very conscious of how my writing comes out. Now, that being said, I, I prefer writing because it can, you can be more thoughtful. Stand-up comedy, you are basically a, a funny liquor salesperson, as they describe. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're in a nightclub, and you're there, and people are dating, and you might want to get to the niceties of this or that, but they might want a different sort of show. But yeah, stand-up comedy was definitely a good tool for writing, but in a sense, writing's more fun. I can fine-tune things. Stand-up comedy is a lot more like uh, humorous combat at times, where if you do get rowdy audiences, you have to be funny, and you may not be able to talk about the things you want to talk about, especially if, if you're doing sort of a, a, a raucous room. So I loved it. It was a good activity for me when I was in my late 20s and early 30s. And I still do a fair amount of stand-up. I do quite a bit around uh, the Southwest where I live and uh, throughout the United States. When I was younger, I got, went overseas to Japan and Korea and I even got to go to Iraq and Kuwait nice. and stuff. That was a, a very, very uh, interesting experience. But, uh, you know, now I just like to chill and I like to make fun of cats and dogs. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it's where I'm at. We're speaking with Jeremy uh, Greenberg. He's the author of nine books. They have the sorry title. He's not sorry about that. They're nope. great books. They're called, the latest one is called Sorry I Slept on Your Face. And in the spring, you have a book for the dog lovers. It's called Sorry I Humped Your Leg, Letters from Dogs Who Love Too Much. All right. So. That, that sounds good. And after the show, folks, I want you to dash over to jeremygreenberg.com and learn a little bit more about our guest. He's given away not one, not two, but three autographed copies of the book, Sorry I Slept on Your Face, Break Up Letters from Kitties Who Like You But Don't Like like You. I love this. That's a, like one of my favorite titles. And all you have to do is send me an email. That's Arden at Pet Life Radio. And in the subject header, include the keywords, sorry from the cat. Now, I think you should capitalize the, don't you think, Jeremy? Sure, the cat, yeah. yes. Yeah, absolutely. it's the cat. It's not the cat. It's the cat. But again, yes. Arden at Pet Life Radio and put in uh, sorry from the cat. And once we get those names, Jeremy, we'll, we'll get with you and your publisher so that you can dash off autographed copies. We'll make sure that they give us both the names of themselves and their feline in their house. How's that? Absolutely, yes, because the book should be shared. For, yeah, for cats and felines. And let's, let's, without giving away all the good ones, you've got some cool cats. You've got Bailey, Mufasa, yes. Duncan. I mean, these aren't like, the names aren't like Kitty Kitty and Callie the Calico. Are these real names of real cats? Real names of real cats. The only exception on occasion, and I don't mind putting this out there, is that if I get two cats that I really want to use in the book, and they're both named Simba. <laughs> yeah, that's a big name. Yeah, it is. One can't be Simba, okay? That's, I just have a, I have a one Simba per book rule, and it's just how it is now. But they're real cats and real, you know, names. Save for the occasions when I get a cat who, uh, you know, it was a, a shelter cat. They don't know the name. Right. In which case, I try to find a suitable name. Or sometimes I'll let my kids suggest the name. The name of the cat isn't always part of it, as, as far as and, the humor goes for me. And you get the photos from different sources. These yeah, are great just, photos. 
Yeah, I'm really lucky with that. You know, at this point, I've got a network of photographers. And so when they find out I'm doing a book, there's a lot of offers. And it's it's also very, very hard because it's so many great, great cat and dog photos. There are so many of them. And so for me, a large part of the the process is figuring out like which one, which one am I going <laughs> to really, what is funny. And so when I go into it, it's, uh, you know, you never know what cat's going to surprise you. That's what I love about it too, is when I see the cat pictures, they inspire me. And part of how I understand them is I just look at the cat pictures. I let the cats talk to me. I, I no, can, I, I, I think you do. Cat. I mean, Poseidon, I guess he's in a yes. Miller light box with a yes. little bit of Prina food and litter in the backdrop. And he's all tucked in that box with a little look at you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and he does, and that's and that cat is one. You know, he climbed inside a twelve pack beer bottle, and so that's a cat talking about he likes to climb into boxes, and that's his pro. That's his, you know, not an addiction, if you will, but that's his thing. And you know what? The owner's kind of saying, "I want to throw out that box. It's an old middle light box." And the cat's like, "I'm sitting in the box. I like boxes. You knew I like boxes before we met." So this is just part of who I am. You need to accept them as sitting boxes. I have a friend uh, named Julie that lives in Dallas, and she has a cat named Mikey. And yes. he was got his little ear notched because he came from the streets, and she's yes. got him to be a kitty indoors. Anyway, she has this cardboard box on her kitchen island, mm-hmm. and it's got a bed in it now. I go, what's going on? You can't <laughs> throw the box away. Mikey wants to sleep there. So yes. I think cats are also quite the uh, decorators for our homes. Cats do a good job decorating, and my cat is a – he's my personal life coach sometimes because in my office, I've got my chair where I sit and write, and I also have an old ratty recliner where I will uh, take naps or meditate or when I'm close to a deadline, I don't even leave my office and drive my right. kids crazy. But when I've got a lot of work to do, Uno sits in the chair and does not nice. move. And so I'm he's Yeah. He is. He is my muse and my M-E-W-S muse. (laughs) Well, if you had to compare him to Percy, your childhood cat, what are the the traits they share in, in common and not? Okay. Both Percy and Uno love to play. Uno knows the drawer where his toys are. And he comes up and looks at it, looks at me and meows, or he'll run up to me to get me to reach to pet him, and then he'll run. And he stands on my weight bench. That's the place he likes to play. If he's standing on my weight bench, I know he's ready to get his feather toy or what have you. Percy was just a love bug. You could call Percy, and he would come running, and he howled all day long to everybody. (laughs) He had more of that typical Siamese, I'm going to talk, and someone's going to listen. And Uno will meow at me. He'll talk to me, but it's either to tell me good morning or I'm hungry. Pretty much one of the two. And usually it's the same. Yeah. Uh, And how does your cat relate to your twin boys? And how do they? Are they? I say real men love cats. So uh, are you raising a couple of real men love cats? Well, I've always believed that, yes, real men or any, any person mature enough to appreciate all the facets of life should love what cats offer. And my son's... You know, I've always realized that in my genetic structure, there's a rebellious streak, right? So I never tell my kids what football team I like. They'll pick the opposite. They just will. <laughs> just That's what they'll do. Okay. So I didn't go, look, here's a cat. They saved me because I'm a good parent, but my parents were hell. Have fun. I didn't do that. I just put the cat in the house, and one of my sons very much loves him, is very into him. The other son likes the cat but loves video games. Okay. And so, 
you know, he likes likes the cat, but he's not like, oh, I want to pet it and play with it and see how cute it is. But one of my sons is, is absolutely crazy for the cat, and the cat actually connects with him and, and sleeps on his bed, but he takes turns. And what's funny is the cat is totally my cat. He only talks to me, but at night he cuddles with my wife. He scoots up right against her and cuddles with her all night long. And I think it's because I just, I kick around at night. I think I, I have too many night terrors for him to be comfortable. But I like that. And my cat really is friendly with everybody, but he just likes to play. He wants to play. Percy was not so much about playing. He was more about just purring and getting his belly rubbed. He was an affectionate, more of an affectionate and wanting to receive affection cat. Well, you've been blessed by the cats in your life, and we're blessed to have you on our show. We're talking to Jeremy Greenberg. He is a comedian and best-selling author, and the latest book is called Sorry I Slept on Your Face. As I mentioned, listeners, email me, Arden, at Pet Life Radio, and the subject header include the keywords, sorry from the cat, and we will get three names to send over to Jeremy, and he will autograph the copy of these books. They're great books because there's dozens of cats that have a story to tell you and they're very candid and their names are better so if you're looking for a name for your next child go buy one of jeremy greenberg's books because there's cool names i know they're cat and dog names but i would like to see high school valedictorian <laughs> eight years named cutie patootie i would yeah. like a cutie patootie nguyen graduating yeah. from high school with a valid yeah, that would be awesome and you know i also want to thank you arden i like your books i was looking at your fit cat and the common cause of feline feuding oh and- yeah 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 <laughs> And I was looking, why cats fight? Lack of ample feline items like water and food bowls, litter boxes, and comfy perches. Right. I mean, those are that- big deals for cats. If you have more than one cat in the house, yes. and there's only one litter box and only one cool, sturdy furniture, yes. fight on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it really, when I read that, that reminds me of when we had our smaller apartment and there was one Diet Coke left in the house and it started a fight, not a fight, but, you know, between my wife and I. That was the same situation. Small food bowl, uh, no good purchase. We were really there. So it's uh, (laughs) a. Well, you've made it 18 years, right? uh, Yes. We've been together for 20, uh, married for 18, and uh, it's really been nice. We met at UC Davis, which is an ag school, of course, to make that connection. And she's traveled with me, and I've traveled with her ever since. And her father was actually a veterinarian, believe it or not, to further the animal connection. And she grew up with dogs and cats. And when I met her, she had a wonderful dog named Lewis, an Australian shepherd who was just a delight of a a dog. And, and And I've always had a great connection. I I know this is cat focused, but I'm I'm extreme dog lover as well. I think they have both great great things to offer our lives. This, when with my current travel schedule and twenty eight year old sons, though Uno is about the maximum. I try not to take on animals I can't fully uh, be there for, you know. And so, right. I hope well, the that's okay. The the dogs will be up for a treat, treat, treat when you release your book this spring called "Sorry I Humped Your Leg." And now yes. Arden is not saying that; it's the dog saying that, right? Of course, really? of course, okay. yes. The dog yeah. said. Sorry, I'm for that. Yeah. <laughs> that so would be a fairly different book, Art. Okay, okay. I look forward to it. And please visit his website. It's Jeremy Greenberg, and it's at Greenberg. It's B-E-R-G dot com. I'm really glad you could be on the show. Thank you very much for having me on, and uh, I look forward to sending out some books. All right. I also would be remiss if I did not give a big pause up to my producer, Mark Winner. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. All the shows on our network. We are the number one world's largest pet radio network 
So that's pretty cool. And I'm supposed to tell you this because I keep forgetting. Hey, folks, follow me on Facebook. Real easy. Art and more on Facebook. That's easy on Twitter and Instagram. You can use the name Arden Knows Pets, and that's how you can follow me. We have some crazy photos and videos of Casey Kona and all the pets in my life. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.